As Jeff said, our first reading is from Colossians chapter 1, verses 11 through 20. And if you'd like to follow along, it's printed in the back of your bulletin announcements. And and in preparation to hear these words, let us turn our hearts in prayer. Holy God, we give you thanks for these ancient words. And for those who have carried them down throughout the ages. We ask that you would open our hearts and our minds this morning. That we might hear a word from you this day. Amen. May you be made strong with all the strength that comes from God's glorious power. And may you be prepared to endure everything with patience, while joyfully giving thanks to God, who has enabled you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light. Yahweh has rescued us from the power of darkness and transferred us onto the dominion of the beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Christ is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in Christ all things in heaven and on earth were created, things visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or rulers or powers, all things have been created through Christ and for Christ. Jesus himself is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Jesus is the head of the body, the church. Christ is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that the Christ might come to have first place in everything. For in Christ all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell And through the Christ, God was pleased to reconcile all things, whether on earth or in heaven, by making peace through the blood of the cross. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. When they came to the place that is called the skull, they crucified Jesus there with the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. Then Jesus said, Abba, Forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they cast lots to divide his clothing, and the people stood by watching 
But the leaders scoffed at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself if, if he is the Messiah of God, God's chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged there kept deriding him and saying, Are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed have been condemned justly, for we are getting what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your glory. Jesus replied, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. Maria, did your mistress of postulants not teach you to ask, how is God with you in this? Singing the song of creation's dawn, the Christ, the Alpha and Omega, the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, the one through whom and for whom all things are created, keeps inviting us to metanoia, changing our way of thinking, changing the lyrics of our song. I imagine Jesus the Christ. That's good to keep the there. We tend to think that Christ is Jesus' last name. It's not. It's a very important title that is spoken of in all these other titles that Paul gives us. I imagine Jesus the Christ adding lyrics to the song Maria and the captain share with each other. All things come from nothing. That's how I create. So somewhere in your deepest longings, I've been in you all along. For here I am making you, loving you, whether or not you know. Beginning with creation's dawning, I make you all very good. Even if they don't know it yet, Maria and the captain are sacraments of the Christ. What is a sacrament? but a created element that opens us to God's love and grace. 
I left the book upstairs, but Richard Rohr's most recent book, The Universal Christ, is a great book to go to, to continue thinking about all of this. And here's one quote from him. Any loving gaze that we can dare to receive can start the flow. Any loving gaze that we can dare to receive can start the flow. All the elements of creation, animals, humans, even humans, plants, rocks, are the divine gaze if we allow them to be. So on this Sunday of what I will not call Christ the King, I suggest giving it another name. And for myself, I have chosen the Feast of Christ, the Alpha and Omega. That brings us more to the mystical holism with which we should be reading Paul, rather than the denigrating dualism most of us were brought up with. Paul is writing to the Colossians to warn them about some false teachings he has heard were circulating among them. Those false teachings seem to be forms of denigrating dualism, strict rules about food and drink, extreme asceticism, angel worship, now those words in the gospel, thrones, dom not the gospel, Colossians, thrones, dominions, principalities, authorities, or in a different translation as we have here, those are all different ranks of angels. So they're really getting off on those different ranks of angels rather than focusing on Jesus the Christ. And they ended up depreciating Christ. So Paul tells them, change your way of thinking, sing a new song. And he does this by sending them a song. So verses 15 to 20 of that chapter are most likely an ancient Christian hymn. And it piles on every divine, cosmic, and earthly exaltation of Christ. Let there be no doubt. And Paul hopes it will counteract the false teachers and their denigration of Christ and Christ's creation. Now you've heard me say this before. Jesus the Christ is plan A. Most of us were brought up believing in Jesus as plan B. Plan A is that Jesus the Christ is not an afterthought, but the supreme forethought. And where Paul says all things are made through him and for him, that points to the Christ intending from the very beginning to be with us, to be in us. This is what we refer to as the Incarnation. But most Christians are brought up with that denigrating dualism that sees us trapped in matter and that we are spirits meant to be broken free and escape from here. 
and to make the situation more negative, we've been infused with the penal substitutionary theory of atonement. Forget that. That theory insists that Jesus the Christ had to suffer a violent, unjust death to satisfy the offended father. As if Adam and Eve had the power to derail Christ's plan and make it necessary for God to come up with plan B, an afterthought to come and clean up our mess. Read Paul here with a lens of mystical holism, seeing the wholeness and connectedness of all things rather than a mess of separated parts. The lens of denigrating dualism, which sees matter as a mistake or even evil, denies the incarnation. Christ created with the intention of entering into the matter of creation. Following plan A, the spilling of Jesus' blood does not need to be seen as a demand to satisfy the deeply offended father. Jesus died rather than repudiate his belief in God's love. And love involves sacrifice. If we look at it, the crucifixion is a gross, violent injustice perpetrated in defiance of God's perennial teaching. And using the lens of plan A, the crucifixion changes the song about blood sacrifice. The song that we had developed assumed that we had to spill blood to get to a distant and demanding God. Even though the Jewish prophets kept saying, it ain't that way. Plan A shows us God punishing us with restorative justice by loving us even more. God punishes us by loving us even more. And spills blood to reach out to us. So we are allowed to benefit from and experiment with our common home of Christ's creation. When we commit crimes of greed, abuse, destruction, the cosmos continues with its inherent ways. God does not send a cosmic police squad. God sends Christ, the architect and owner, to help us read the usual user's manual yet again to read the book of creation, to become co-creators singing the song of creation's dawn. As the leaders scoff at Jesus with their quid pro quos, they unwittingly give witness to his true nature. Love cannot be bought. God's grace is a free gift to meet us where we meet our brokenness. 
Now, as I was ready to turn on my iPhone, I was dreading the possibility of an advertisement preceding the song. Now, in the economy of the internet, anytime you get something for free, you are the product. There is a quid pro quo. But in the economy of Jesus the Christ, when we're offered something for free, it is. We are not the product. We are the recipients of the gift. So Jesus keeps inviting us to sing a new song and change our way of seeing. And he lets us know, I am the one you've been longing for, but I'm not the one you expected. All things come from nothing. That's how I create. So somewhere in your deepest longings, I've been in you all along. For here I am making you, loving you, whether or not you know. Beginning with creation's dawning, I make you all very good. Creatures are my body, icons you of me. So somewhere in your evolution, you'll come to know me through them. For here you are, wondering, wandering, asking what's it all about. So somewhere in your evolution, you'll see I do something good.